Hey there, I'm Sarah Zarella, a portrait and wedding photographer and your host for Wedding Secrets Unveiled. This is a podcast where we cut through the complexity of wedding planning, leaving you with everything you need to know directly from the industry experts. If you want to simplify your wedding planning while having fun, of course, you came to the right place. Join me while I guide you through your planning, starting from your engagement to your big day where you say, I do. After photographing for the past 19 years, I am sharing with you tips and tricks to cut through the excess noise because I believe from the moment you said yes, your planning experience should be a magical time in your life. Here you will find episodes that are fun, stress-free, and straight to the point with a fresh, honest take on the reality of what you really need to know about planning your perfect day. Let's dive in. Well, welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled podcast, friends. I am here with Shannon, who is the lead event planner and owner of SES Events. We actually had Shannon on a few months back, and we were talking about timelines. And today, we're actually going to be talking about something very different about gratuity and tipping. It's interesting because when you all reach out to us, I listen to you. And I had numerous listeners ask us if we could talk about the lovely topic of tipping and gratuity. I think this topic is something that is of interest to a lot of people, but it's kind of one of those topics that not a lot of people do talk about. Maybe it might be a little taboo too. So today, Shannon and I are going to kind of break down the expectations versus the non-expectations uh, what gratuity is and you know ways to do it, how to do it. After listening to today's episode, you'll have a really good handle on the world of gratuity and tipping and who and when and what you should tip on. Well, welcome back, Shannon. Thank you. I'm so happy to be invited back. I appreciate this. I, I'm very happy to have you. I know that this has been a work in the making. I think we started planning this back in the summer. Yes. Of you coming back. Coordinating schedules took us a little while. Yes, but you're here. I'm here. With that said, can you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, who you serve, and what you do in your business? Sure. My name is Shannon. I am the owner and lead planner at SES Events in Warwick, Rhode Island. However, we serve throughout New England. Um, so pretty much anywhere in New England that you're looking to have a wedding or event, we are happy to help. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram at SES Events RI, um, and our website, seseventplanning.com. So Shannon, we're going to get right into the topic today. For the listeners, no matter where you are listening, even though Shannon serves all of New England, if you're listening, no matter where, overseas, across the country, this definitely is going to be a podcast for you, because we are going to talk about gratuity and tipping. Yikes. Tips for tipping. <laughs> Tips for tipping. <laughs> That's a good lead-in. There you go. I um, I think it's important about how we ended up just sitting here again. Shannon and I have been planning this sometime many, many months ago. I was talking with her, and I told her about how you, the listeners, actually have been messaging us and saying that you really want to be educated about the the wedding and in entertainment industry and what to expect and how to prepare for gratuity and tipping. And I you know it just dawned on me that I feel like this is kind of a, a subject that's not talked about a lot. It would be kind of taboo to talk about tipping. Um, you, you don't want it to ever feel like it's expected. Sure. But there's definitely some guidelines that are out there, right? And it's yeah. just, it's tough to navigate this. 
absolutely. And if you look online, there's a ton of information and some of it conflicts one another and you're really not sure where to start with this. Absolutely. And you don't want to like insult people sure. by not tipping them. But at the same time, sometimes you might feel like someone doesn't deserve a tip. Sometimes you feel like someone does. And, you know, it's all about, I guess, like you said, tips on tipping. Yeah. And coming down to really managing expectations. I think it's important for couples to know what to expect when it comes to gratuities um, and setting those expectations up front, especially because if you are going to be giving out cash gratuities, that can add up to be quite a large sum of money in the end. You know, it varies couple to couple. If you're having a nine piece band and 250 guests, that's going to increase the amount of staff and servers and, you know, people that will end up with gratuities. So really important to set those expectations from the beginning. And Sarah and I, I think we talked about breaking it down for everyone in terms of you know, what to expect, when to expect it, how you should prepare for these things. So at any point in your planning journey, you can really know what's coming and what kind of those guidelines are. So if we're going to break it down to the what, where, when, how, let's, let's just do it. Yeah, right? absolutely. Right. So let's start with what. Sure. <laughs> right. What to expect. So gratuities obviously um, are a large controversial topic like Sarah said for many reasons you don't want to insult anybody but at the same time does everyone get a gratuity how does that work so planning ahead and really making notes of which vendors you're working with closely which vendors maybe have gone above and beyond for you and knowing that um, at the end you might want to add into your budget several hundred to several thousand dollars in gratuity amount just so that you're prepared down the road, you'll actually figure out whether this number is accurate or not. But keep in mind, too, gratuities are optional. For some vendors, they are definitely expected. For others, they're optional. And it's really down to the level of service. So you might have a photographer or planner that you're working with for 18 months. And you guys are becoming BFFs over that time. And you're really working together a lot. Um, and there might be some vendors that you really talk to over the phone once or twice and then they deliver your cake the day of and you never see them. So there's a lot of different considerations there and really setting those expectations up front um, and knowing, you know, not necessarily all gratuities have to be in the form of cash either. You know, I think most of the time our mind goes to that. But keep in mind, there may be some people where a really grateful spirit, a handwritten note um, and a five star review would be just as appreciated as any sort of cash gratuity. I know that uh, today we're going to be talking about actually some cash gratuities and things, but I think it's really important for the listeners to understand that like a handwritten note can go a long way, a mm -hmm. nice small gift, a review. Uh, I, could, I could tell you that, um, at least personally, coming out of the COVID years, there was a lot of things that I did in my business and I bent over backwards for my couples. Things that didn't even reflect in my contract. I actually personally had a great contract. It protected them. It protected me. So when it came with the COVID years, I did a lot of things that were outside the scope of what I needed to do in my contract, right? Absolutely. But I guess I, you never do things for expectations. You just do it because you feel it's right to do, right? It's all about ethics and, and, and being a better person. But I can tell you the the reviews that were coming from my COVID couples was much more appreciated because I did really feel that we went above and beyond. Sure. So if you are listening and you're kind of been you know dealing with a vendor that 
um, went above and beyond with you due to some of the restrictions in the COVID years and, you know, because they're still, they're still out there. We're still dealing with some of the reschedules or just people who had to put their life on hold in general. Definitely in the back of your mind, I would say that can go a long way. And, and even not coming from out of the COVID years, just in general, a review for a small business, also to a large business that mostly deals with non-repeat clientele is huge. Invaluable. Absolutely. Invaluable. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. So, Especially as small business owners. You know, I am one and I work with so many other vendors locally who are small business owners. And I know they're going above and beyond in so many ways on a regular basis. Um, even if you don't see it, it could very well be behind the scenes. It could be something where it's happening either during or after the a wedding or event and you don't even see it. And you know what else too, Shannon, is that like I always joke around with some of my friends that are like a realtor, right? And they and they kind of show me a little bit like we're in a mirrored industry. And I'm like, how is that, you know, I, I don't understand. And they say our clientele. Because for me, being a photographer, yes, my studio clientele, they're repeat clients. And I actually get a lot of them because they're the couple's getting married. But for the couples who are getting married, that's not a repeat clientele. I mean, I've had a handful of repeat clientele, sure, right. but the majority of them are not. So you, just like a realtor, like you don't, you're not constantly out there like buying houses, right? So right. your clientele is new each per each time you have to reinvent with that person. So, you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is reviews are so important. Word of mouth is so important, but really reviews because somebody is looking to hire you for the first and probably the only time. Sure. Absolutely. Sorry, not to go off the tangent. No, reviews, no, no, that was like, great. Yeah, yeah, you said that, and I was just like, not all gratuities have to be in the forms of cash. Right, absolutely. Uh, I think there are other valuable ways to make sure the people that are working really hard for you are appreciated. So, absolutely. There are certain areas, too, in terms of managing those expectations, where I feel like cash gratuities are generally expected. So for example, hair and makeup, you know, if you go to a beauty salon and get your hair cut on a, you know, any particular day, you're going to, you know, you're going to tip for the service. Same thing with hair and makeup, same thing with transportation, um, same thing with service staff. You go to a restaurant, generally you're leaving a gratuity for your waiter or server. Um, same thing that you would do at a wedding. You would expect those particular people to have gratuities included. All right, so then with that said, where can couples find information on who and how much is appropriate for tipping? Sure, absolutely. Great question. So the where can you find information? You can obviously use Google, the not. There's some great resources out there, Instagram. I highly recommend following all of your vendors and following the vendors they follow because there's invaluable information there as well. But the first place you really want to check especially if you don't have a planner who can help you with this, is your contracts. You want to check there first to see what gratuities might already be included. Often this is included for transportation companies, sometimes for caterers and service industry. They're already in your contract, so you would want to make sure that if it's already included, you're not double tipping. Um, but then there's all the other vendors or anyone who does not have it included in their contract especially small businesses that you'll want to consider. So you're talking about your photographer or videographer. You're talking about your officiant. You know, there are different rules around officiants, depending on whether it's a religious officiant or not. You'd want to consider tipping any of the um, extra service staff. So oftentimes venues will have a hostess or maitre d' or somebody who's overseeing and packing up your stuff at the end of the night. 
obviously your planner or venue coordinator you might want to consider giving gratuities to in some form you'd also want to make sure that you've included delivery personnel sometimes i think they get forgotten because they're the people that you don't necessarily see on your wedding day so including your florist or your bakery or um, you know a design company that comes in to install lighting or decor things like that you would want to make sure that you're including those people so it's interesting that you brought up the google okay so <laughs> mm. <laughs> the google so definitely you're right i mean people can get out there and google it but that's also too i think why we're here because sure. i think people are reaching out being like help because they're seeing a lot of conflicting things so sometimes just getting tips and tricks from like direct from industry experts like us can help people so let's just like really call a spade a spade let's break it down right i think you're right as far as like the contracts go especially a lot of the larger companies like the tent and the catering a lot of that gratuity is already written in there what about these small business owners these mom pop shops like the small baker you just hired or the floors or the photographer or the event planner that's like maybe a one-man show or maybe they have a team but somehow along the way I've started to notice that, you know, certain people are definitely getting tipped and certain people are not. And it's not that they're they're that being tipped on their services and how much someone expects it. I think it's just that people are misunderstanding the information. Like, for example, I'm constantly always seeing the hair and makeup mm -hmm. artists be tipped, whether they're a business owner or not. But I don't always see, like, the baker being tipped, whether they're the business owner or not, or the photographer. Like, I don't always get tipped. Sure. Um, sometimes my staff gets tipped and I don't. And, and that's fine because I'm like, okay, somehow they're thinking I'm, I'm the business owner. Maybe I, maybe I don't get tipped. But help people navigate what they do with these small business owners. Right. So I think that's a great point. And just you know, to your point about having other people be tipped and not necessarily yourself. So I am a one-woman show primarily, and I don't always receive gratuities, which is fine. That's not the expectation. Sometimes my assistants will get gratuities, and I, you know, I don't. Again, that's not the expectation. But I think certainly as small businesses, like I said, we are working really hard behind the scenes, and especially if we've been involved with a client for you know, a really long time, 12, 18 months, you know that you know we're keeping track of all your details and we've had multiple conversations um, and we're really working hard, not because we're expecting anything, but because this is what we love, this is what we do. Um, and it's really great when couples reward us and recognize and appreciate the fact that we have worked so hard to help pull all of it together for them. Yeah, so I think that maybe the best rule of thumb for the listeners that are out there, obviously you tip with your heart. If you feel like somebody deserves a tip, you tip. If you feel like someone doesn't, then you don't. And it doesn't always have to be cash. Like you said, it could be a review. It could be a thank you card. It could be a, I've, I've gotten like the small gifts sent to me, which, which are just quite lovely, like like a mug, like a, like a camera mug. You know, it's, Absolutely. But I do think, though, that kind of goes out the door about business owners when it comes to the service industry, especially on your wedding day. If you have an event coordinator or a photographer or a florist or a baker or a person that creates the signage at your wedding and that they are the business owner, they kind of are roped in with also to their employees. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just it, it, it is what it is, and, right? Yeah, and Google <laughs> isn't kind to these people. If you're looking up, you know, how to tip wedding vendors and stuff, oftentimes it'll say, you know, as small business owners – if they're the owner and they're the one working your wedding, they're not, you know, necessarily given a gratuity, which is kind of crazy because they're not doing any less work than they would if it were a large company. So um, it's very interesting. It is. The information that's out there. And yes, Google can be a downfall just in researching for today. I mean, there's 
four different websites that I checked and they all have a little bit of conflicting information. So how do you know really what to pull from that? Right. And like I said, you know, it's gratuity should never be expected unless it's in the contracts, which is a great tip for the listeners that you just gave. Check your contracts first. If it's not in the contract, I really feel like you tipped your heart, but I definitely... I, I personally, and I could say that it's at least a general consensus among my industry friends that the business owner, that whole if don't tip your business owner, that kind of goes out the door when you're dealing with small business owners. Absolutely. Um, okay, so now with that said, let's talk about the when. When should couples decide on and prepare their gratuities? Great question. So I think we really would recommend that you don't leave anything till the week of. There is so much going on as your wedding day approaches that you really don't want to have that headache of figuring that out the week of. So generally for my couples, I will send them out a gratuity guide about three weeks before their wedding to get them starting to think about it, to give them some tips and guidelines about who they might want to include. And then from there, you can make some decisions based on your experience so far. Um, as to how much you want to give. That will give you time to withdraw cash if that's what you're doing, write any checks if that's what you're doing, ordering any gifts or write a thank you note if that's what you're going to be doing. And then typically you would want to have someone designated to distribute those. So as a planner, that's often me. I'll take those at the rehearsal from the couple and then distribute them on the wedding day because let's be honest, you're going to see your hair and makeup person, but you're not going to see your baker. You may not see your florist. They're setting up behind the scenes while you're busy. So I will distribute those. But if it's a situation where you don't have a planner, certainly you can feel free to designate someone that you trust, whether family, friends, obviously not yourself. You're going to be very busy and it's not something that you want to handle. I also, too, think that you were really smart when you talked about, you know, when should you prep for this and, you know, be advanced like two to three weeks. Because sometimes, like you said, it needs to be a budget line. Mm -hmm. I don't think that people understand how quick it can add up, especially when it's in the contract and especially when you're dealing with large bills like the catering. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something I work with with my full planning clients or anybody who's having budget services is right up front telling them, you know, this could be anywhere from a few hundred to a few thousand dollars and you're going to want to be prepared for that. Um, because obviously it's, it's at the end of the day, it's a large amount compared to everything that you've already spent on your wedding. <laughs> I, I'm hesitant to tell you a story, but I'm going to, um, you, oh brought up a really <laughs> you brought up a really interesting point about trusting people, right? So definitely you want to give the tips and the gratuity to someone that you trust, right? And most of the time it's cash. Okay. So, um, a sealed envelope with someone's name on it. I cannot tell you is so important. I'm going to tell you a story, and then listeners can take it for what it is. And please understand that I've been doing this for 20 years. I've only seen this happen once, so don't think that this is the norm, okay? But it's something to keep in mind. I definitely was on an event where the wedding planner was distributing gratuity. And this wedding planner, I'm telling you right now, is not a business people, okay? So don't think that you've hired this planner. <laughs> not a business. At least, I'm, at least I've never seen her pop up. I swear, like, that. well, for, for, for starters, I did not get my tip. And the videographer got their tip, and it was a weird amount. It was a very, very weird amount. When I say weird amount, like, like I'm talking about, like, like dollar bills. Do it was dollar bills, and like it was like it was like I'm just throwing out a number. Like let's say it was like fifty two dollars and fifty cents. It was just weird. It was just a weird, weird, weird thing. Sure. And what happened is he saw her taking money out of her own wallet and giving it 
to him. And then the couple that we were doing, they, I went up and I said my goodbyes, and they asked me if I got my gratuity. They're like, oh, so-and-so has an envelope for you, which I knew what that meant, right? Which I never got. This, and then when I compared the notes with the videographer, I said, oh, you know, FYI, I think we're getting envelopes tonight. You might want to go and speak with the coordinator. He's like, I already did, and it wasn't an envelope. It was, like, out of her wallet. So long story short, because you, this is a weird thing. You're never going to go up to your couple. De- yeah, definitely a one-off thing. <laughs> but the point is this couple actually still to this day is a client of mine they got married labor day weekend oh gosh i think they just celebrated their eight-year anniversary and i'm just i actually was just doing some baby pictures and we still joke around about this basically along like obviously you can read between the lines there was some um theft happening i never got my gratuity and and we compared notes because way after the wedding i'm talking about years later they were like on ba- they were like they were having their baby and I, you know we were doing the baby session i just kind of felt like comfortable i'm like hey i want to let you know something yeah <laughs> but anyway the reason why mortifying. i'm telling mortifying right and like but the point is they got they got stolen from right and but and i'm not saying the story thinking that people are out there getting stolen from it could be as simple as you give it an envelope to like i don't know just like a bridal party member and they lose it or they forget or something so i think it's really important to give the to give envelopes sealed to somebody that mm-hmm. you trust and that and like you said don't 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 rely on yourself cuz the next morning you're going to wake up and you're going to realize that you see the envelopes in your purse. Like I've had that happen where I get contacted by a couple and they say, oh my God, I completely forgot. I literally forgot. And, and you, know, I, you know, can I Venmo you or can I send something to you? So it's just it's just interesting that you talk about there is an organization process to your gratuity. Absolutely. And, you know, in talking about the, you know, the when should you decide and prepare the gratuities, typically most gratuities would be given by the end of the reception. Um, and I do work with my couples, whoever's giving me gratuity, and I make a list of every envelope they hand me, and we, we have that on file just so everybody right. knows. Well, no, so this is, the- this is actually, so it's interesting. I didn't even know that you did that. So maybe the lesson to the story that I told people that I probably had some people like kind of panicking and scared is maybe they should work with like a system like you have, Shannon, where, you know, there's a list of the gratuity and, and what there is and there's a tracking. I mean, I hate to say it, but when you're dealing with $2,000 sometimes, that's a lot of cash Absolutely. that you're handing out. So, right. you know, having uh, a system like, like you know, not everybody's fortunate enough to have a professional wedding planner. Mm-hmm. You know, so either A, have your professional wedding planner handle it, or B, like if you're doing it internally and you don't have a wedding planner, like some type of system. Sure. Can and you if explain it's... the system that you have for the listeners? Sure. And just before I do that, let me just tag on, though, that, you know, there are a lot of vendors that do take Venmo or Zelle or other options that if you're not comfortable doing cash or you don't want to do cash, you may be able to give them a gratuity ahead of time. So I know with some vendors, you have the option to add a gratuity to the final payment or something like that. That's perfectly acceptable, too. So don't feel like your only option is cash. You could certainly write a check if, you know, if you're worried about tracing or somebody handling right. it or get it getting lost. Yeah. Those are great alternatives to that. Yeah, I mean, it's just something I wanted to throw out there. I told you it's like a weird story, but isn't that bizarre? I know. Now I'm on high alert. No! <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't say, obviously, it's not you. No, you I know. That. I just mean in terms of other vendors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious. Like, That's mortifying. It's, it's, you know, granted, look, I, I've been doing this for 20 years. I haven't seen anything like that. But you know what? I've That's what I've seen. Who is to say 
it's not out there. I mean, you know, I, I, it, there's reasons why event staff and coordinators take away the envelopes from your card table. Believe it or not, there's there's all, your own guests are sometimes out there yep. taking envelopes. I mean, it's like it's crazy. Like I see personnel removing the cards throughout the night to bring it up to the bridal suite, you know, because of that very reason. So there is protocols and I know that we're kind of getting off track, but I wanted to let people know that you mentioned it like giving it to somebody you trust handing it over to somebody that you trust in an envelope sealed with people's names on it believe it or not that actually goes a long way or like you said if you don't want to do cash there's other apps and that you can do but just something just a little <laughs> yeah Ooh, that is not a fun <laughs> anecdote <laughs> oh my goodness I'll never forget it <laughs> In terms of my process for my couples, yeah. generally, so I'm sending them, um, you know, a bunch of information a few weeks before about gratuities and get them thinking about it and how to handle it. So right in my guide, it lists that to have this prepared in separate envelopes, all labeled um, if with a name and title. So, you know, if there's more than one Lauren, let's say the photographer's Lauren and the catering manager's Lauren, let's make sure that which Lauren gets what. See, that's smart too. Like, yeah. That's oh, that's thing. happened. Yep. Yeah. There's been the same name. Yep. So uh, making sure that they're really labeled well and sealed. And then at rehearsal, so typically I have them give me any final payments, any gratuities at the rehearsal, and I take care of distributing all of those the next day. And then obviously if you're a listener and if you're really concerned because I just scared the loop and Jesus out of you, <laughs> I mean, you could literally just, next time you talk to your vendor, just say, hey, did you did you get um, my – my my something special for you. I mean, there's no there's no harm asking if Absolutely. you're if you're if you're afraid that didn't make it. But I mean, don't let me make you afraid. I'm just I'm just saying. <laughs> um, so, question for you. You 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 talked about like starting the process and you know giving it to you. The sometimes um, when the final bills are happening or looking over the contracts or budgeting it mm -hmm. into it because you could be a, a larger amount than expected. I mean, it all fifty dollars here, hundred dollars here. It all adds up, right? Absolutely. What what percentages are you seeing out there that you should have you have you seen that type of guide of like what percentages is it not so much a percentage or is it more amounts like can you help our listeners a little bit about budgeting um, I mean obviously this is what you do for a living you have your own guide that you hand and, and assist that's one of the pros of having you on the job but what about someone who doesn't have their help from them is there like is there a percentage that people are dealing with because I know in the world the industry like the not our industry, but like in the service world, that twenty percent is out there. But when you're dealing with like a catering bill, right. <laughs> exactly where my mind went. Yeah, is there percentages or no? Is it the wild wild west? Um, <laughs> percentages are great guides. So especially like hair and makeup, transportation, those are great guides. Somewhere between fifteen and twenty percent is a good general rule of thumb. Obviously, 20% of your $40,000 catering bill might be a little much. So typically, you would break that down based on the number of servers. And a great place to get that number uh, in terms of preparing your gratuities is to talk with your venue or catering manager about how many servers have been assigned to event your event, how many hostesses, how many bartenders, so you have an accurate count ahead of time. But getting back to percentages those aren't always going to work for every single vendor that you have. So a good rule of thumb in general 
for each of your vendors is, you know, a photographer, a videographer, a planner, a venue coordinator, you might be looking at somewhere between 50 to $150. And then if they have assistance, you'll probably be looking at another 50 to $75 for each of them. Um, oftentimes they have second shooters and whatnot. Um, so you would want to really focus more on dollar amounts there instead of percentages. I figured that's what it was, but I just kind of wanted people to start thinking that, like, when we're talking about tipping, that, like, 20%, which is what the world kind of thinks about for an average of tipping, doesn't really go in the event industry. But what we'll do, Shaden, is we're going to take a quick break, and then when we get back, I think we should dive in a little bit more about the ins and the outs of uh, when couples should prepare for tipping, how much, and then we'll also talk about how um, people should be tipping and how it should be given a little bit more in detail. So we'll be right back. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you like what you're hearing, I encourage you to check out our website at sarazarella.com. And don't forget, you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. And I would so appreciate if you left a fabulous review on Apple Podcast. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support. And now let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled podcast, friends. So we are getting into the tips about tips. Tips about tips. I love it. So before the break, we talked a little little bit about the when. Let's kind of get into the how. How should people be given their gratuities? Also, too, kind of circling back a little bit to the when, you know, when should people be doing this? So with that said, Shannon, when should this be happening and how? Sure. So we'll hit it home just again to reiterate the separating and labeling into envelopes, sealing those up. And then typically all the gratuities would be distributed by the end of the reception. So on a side note, um, I do want to mention that as a planner, if someone that you have a gratuity for, for example, a band is not delivering on the promises or is not doing the job as expected, that will be a private conversation I would have with the bride and groom before they leave to discuss whether or not they still want to give that gratuity, if they want to change anything. You know, I have had a bride who was in tears over something a DJ did, and that was not okay with me. So having that conversation, because it's not just expected that, okay, once the money's in the envelopes, that just goes to everyone willy-nilly, regardless of whether or not they meet or exceed your expectations. So, you know, it's it's probably, again, goes back down to working with someone you trust. Obviously, if you have an event coordinator, that's a great starting spot. If you don't have an event coordinator, designating someone that you trust, having those envelopes, um, and then understanding that there are gonna there might be, and hopefully there's not, there might be people who don't meet to your level expectations. So you might want to reevaluate things before. It's right. handed out. Absolutely. And then talking with that person that you trust. And unfortunately, yes, that everybody deserves a tip. <laughs> right, right, right. And I, you know, I can't stress enough. Sometimes designating a person in your wedding party can be a little iffy because they have other responsibilities right. and whatnot. So just be mindful of who you choose. And if it, if it needs to be you, then it needs to be you. But there are alternatives and other options out there. So just, you know. Be aware you don't have to, this shouldn't be added stress for you really where you're thinking about, oh, cash and floating around and who am I going to give this to? There are other alternatives. Yeah, it's just pre-planning, mm-hmm. right? And, and Absolutely. Thinking. And in terms of managing expectations, um, you know, I think it really 
it, whatever you decide to give is generous and you're being mindful and appreciative of those vendors. And however the vendors choose to respond to that is not on you. It comes down to you gave them something, whether it's a note, whether it's cash, whether it's a, you know, a box of your favorite candy or something like that. It's all super meaningful and very thoughtful. And how the vendors handle it is really not on you as a couple. I do have a story of a vendor <laughs> who is not appreciative of what they were given. Um, this was at the end of a wedding a while ago. Um, and... The server, the head server, opened the envelope uh, at the end of the night that was from the couple in front of, you know, the entire staff and came to me and said, what is this? And I said, excuse me? Um, yeah, they were not appreciative of what they had received, which was certainly not on the couple and not something I was going to interrupt their wonderful evening to discuss. Um, in the end, some follow-up and uh, other courses of action resulted. But in the end, I just want everyone to know that especially your planners are going to be mindful of who and when gratuity should be given and whether or not adjustments need to be made and if any follow-up is required. I mean, that's really important too is that, you know, I, I feel that what you're giving as gratuity is above and beyond what you've signed on the dotted line and expected to pay. Yeah. So whatever you feel in your heart you want to do, that's that's coming from your heart. And then however it's received, that's on them. You know, so, I mean, we've had gratuity in the form of – it's funny. I just had a blog entry about this recently for, you know, all my blogs always have some tips. So if I everybody – You did! Yay! Um, if anybody ever wants a great resource, I always try to put out content there to help people. So whether I'm writing a blog or doing a podcast or doing an Instagram post, everything I'm trying to give to everybody is just a helpful tip. Mm -hmm. So the last blog entry that we just did that I just wrote was a tip that – our couple gave Dan junior mints. And, and that, to me, personally, I felt like that went longer than cash. Sure. I mean, yes, we all want cash. But to me personally, the fact that they gave that to him, it, that means that they were paying attention. Paying attention. And you know where they got that information was on our website, on his bio. And they got that information and it resonated. And it reminded me about a wedding that I did Gosh, maybe about six years ago, it was a small, intimate wedding in the couple's backyard. And as soon as I showed up, she said to me, Sarah, I asked the caterer to make sure that there's Diet Coke for you. And she said, so it's in the fridge, so please help yourself. And because they know I love Diet Coke. And, and how, it's, again, it was probably an Instagram post that I just posted about myself. And again, to me, that means so much. So it's one of those things where that story you talk about where, Shame on her yeah. for opening up her envelope and it not being enough. But for the listeners, no matter what you can do and no matter what, it should be coming from your heart and however they react to it, that's on them. But definitely, you know, it's something that think about. Like when you're listening to this, you know, think about for everybody who's worked on your day, think about doing something for them, whether it be the cash or Rather it just be something small like a thank you note it yeah. or a review. It just goes a long way. You know, it's funny. You have all this planning and all this hype, and it's leading up to it. And then the day comes. And a lot of times, other than, like, maybe your event coordinator that you have to kind of type some loose ends afterwards or maybe your videographer or your photographer who's working on your footage, it kind of – that's it. Yeah. It's done. I always tell my couples or like usually parents will ask, oh, you obviously love what you do, whatever. I say, you know, it's always bittersweet. We're so happy for our couples come wedding day. 
but at the same time that we know like you know we're not gonna talk to them as much mm-hmm. we're not gonna be involved as much and it's sort of sad so knowing that you really are thinking of us in some way whatever that is and appreciate you know especially those personal touches like the Diet Coke or yes. the candy or whatever it, it really goes a long way that was long a way. tip that I just wrote that someone gave us uh, well gave him his junior mints and with a thank you note and I was just like wow that was a great gratuity I mean that to me is a tip right yeah, that's a thank absolutely. you but you know wh- what I was saying is that like you said it's like it's, it stops. I mean, for me, being a photographer, for Dan being a photographer, we're still working with a couple afterwards. But I guess what I would mean by that is, you know, remember, you know, after you come back from your honeymoon or you come off of that wedding high, just remember your vendors and even just writing them a review. That goes a long way. So it's just something to think about, right? Absolutely. Also, too, you know, I, I think with different companies or different tiers of, of service, obviously, with your caterer, you're going to have your lead caterer, right, so which get who gets a little bit more gratuity. Sure. Um, a lot of times with, with photography, you have your lead shooter. Uh, the thought process is that they get a little bit more than their second shooter. But each company handles things differently internally. I know at least with us, um, if we get an envelope and it says photographers on it, we just split it 50-50. Sure. We, we, you know, it, I, I don't give my second shooters less than me. You know, I just it's for, it's for the service of that evening, right? We split it 50-50. But I think there are some companies, and that's important to know, that, you know, certain people get more, a.k.a. the caterer. Right. And I think, you know, it, it's perfectly acceptable to put a lump sum into an envelope for the catering team. Or for, you know, if there's multiple bartenders, for them to then split based on how their company, how their personnel does things. So if you know there's eight servers working, don't feel like you have to calculate out, okay, what is $35 times eight? You could put a lump sum and have, you know, whoever's in charge of that team distribute that accordingly. Well, before we get into our wrap-up question, I could just basically just say one thing out there that I could put out to the world, you know, for the podcast that we're doing is that ultimately it's never expected. However... I say, however, it goes such a long way. Honestly, if you can do it, pretty much everybody that's on deck at your wedding should be getting something. Something. Yeah. Whether it be a review, a thank you card, or some type of of, of gratuity. I I hate to say it, but that's the truth. That's why we're doing this episode. I mean, you can go out and you can read whatever. And and sure, if you can't do it or you don't think that they expect it, that's fine. But in in, in the wedding industry... All hands on deck. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Shannon, for our wrap-up question, what are some key points that couples should be thinking about when it comes to gratuity? Sure. So, breaking it back down really into the what, where, when, and how. What just really it's about having expectations up front and knowing that, you know, it can be a fairly large expense and having an idea and keeping some notes along the way to help you manage what that might look like in the end. Where can you find information? Obviously, your vendors and their team of vendors are a great place to start on Instagram or resources like The Knot. Definitely checking your contracts and talking with your venue coordinator or planner are also great resources. When you really want to start this a few weeks before your wedding because you don't want to be left with this headache the week of your wedding trying to figure out what to label and who gets what and everything. Really do it a few weeks ahead of time and then have those prepared to hand off probably at rehearsal to whoever is going to be designated to distribute those on the day of. 
and then again separate and label put them in separately labeled very clearly labeled and sealed envelopes to whoever they're going to and those should really be given out by the end of the reception or for hair and makeup obviously at the end of their service while you're getting ready um and you know remember that ultimately tipping is about rewarding excellent service it's not about feeling compelled the goal is to be thoughtful um, of the type of service and the vendor that you're working with uh, be aware of how different service providers make their money and then give appropriately. So small businesses obviously aren't making a, you know, a ton of overhead and service staff generally, you know, get less money than, you know, and live off of those tips and gratuities. So excellent service really comes down to when vendors are going above and beyond um, and just really being appreciative and thankful to your vendors and showing them in whatever way works best for you. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of Wedding Secrets Unveiled. You helped our listeners become one step closer to their journey of a stress-free wedding planning process. Can you tell everybody where they could find you? Yes, absolutely. You can find me on Instagram, SES Events RI, Facebook. You can find us through our website, uh, seseventplanning.com. Or for anybody who wants to know more or would love to see my gratuity guide that I share with my couples, I'd happily send out copies. Uh, Shannon at seseventplanning.com is my email. That's amazing. Yes. So if anybody wants to see a wonderful guide, reach out to Shannon. Let them know that they listen to the podcast and you will share away. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Sarah. My pleasure. So for our listeners, what I'll do is I'll have Shannon's information on our episode show notes, which you can find on our blog and our website page, which is at sarahzarela.com backslash podcast. So thanks, Shannon. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Wedding Secrets Unveiled. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you enjoyed this episode, I want to tell you something. I encourage you to check out our website at sarahzarela.com. We love photographing while having fun, of course. Check out our podcast page on our website for our show notes, along with upcoming episodes with your local wedding experts. Listen in as we help you plan your epic event. And don't forget that you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening so you never miss an episode. I would so appreciate if you left a review for us on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support and let us know what you think. If you know any wedding experts that would like to be a guest, we have a link directly on our website where they can let us know. Thank you for listening.